Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Meteorologist Ed Russo here alongside Tom Russell. Great to uh, talk to you again, my friend. I love uh, when we get a chance to catch up doing the podcast and and everything we got going on. So nice to uh, talk to you. Yeah, and there's no, no never any time limit on a podcast, so we can ramble as much as we want. <laughs> well, we do have some things to do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. Hey, you're back in the studio tonight. How's it feel? Uh, good, good. You know, we've had a couple of bouts with uh, severe weather, so the uh, the powers that be let me go into the studio when there's a threat of uh, of some severe weather. And and it's been one of the things I wanted to talk about because it's it's ironic that you know toward the end of summer, usually you're in these summer doldrums, and and uh, I think August, the end of August, had been anything anything but because we keep having these uh, clashes of some cooler air, so then we get this chance for some stronger storms. So. It's been kind of exciting as a weather guy that we've uh, we've finally had some feisty storms and some action, right? Yeah, last week, last week we did a um, what was the first time we did a tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, you Tornado were on work. the air at the studio. I was, you know, remote from home, which has its challenges, but worked out pretty good. The best part about that, there wasn't any significant damage that I can remember, but some impressive house fires uh, brought on by lightning in York, right? In Is York. That yeah. yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, that Gorsinger was, was on that one. Right. Uh, so let's talk about that. Uh, we, we remarked after that day that we had only had one tornado warning uh, back in June, and then the two on that Friday, and that's been it for the entire season, the entire year. That's yeah. really low as far as tornado warnings go. Now, on the other hand, we've had a lot of smaller incidents of wind damage, but to go through... Um, what nine ten months almost uh, nine months with only three tornado warnings that's pretty impressive yeah and we haven't even and like you said we were just talking about this we haven't had even had a confirmed tornado yet in the viewing area which most of the time when they're confirmed it's usually an f-zero or a f-1 something pretty weak but we haven't right. even had that we've had a couple straight line wind incidents but nothing that's been major or widespread yeah um, so, uh, you know, to me, the meteorology, the meteorology behind that is we had a hot, mainly dry summer, uh, and in order to get tornadoes and severe weather, you need that clash between the cold air and the warm air, and that just didn't exist for a lot of the summer. Yeah, it was just constant, you know, next week highs in the upper 90s or mid-90s. It was like on repeat. Um, well, the, the only heads up or, you know, looking forward is that, you know, Severe season tends to be that that spring to summer uh, transition, but you also kind of get a secondary severe weather season when we kind of go back to fall. So as we break some of this heat, we still have to stay on guard for the potential for some severe weather because you you once again had that clash of the cold and warm, right? Yeah, I mean, think how warm and humid it is out today. And the other night we were down into the 50s getting our uh, right. getting a taste of fall. So you, you're getting that kind of inconsistent weather where it actually gets fairly even chilly at night right yeah and, and i love this time of year so not complaining but uh it's a little bit sad that you know that summertime is on the wane and the <laughs> cold is staring you uh staring you in the face so uh definitely transition are you a big fall fan i mean i love the i love I, I guess i guess it's nostalgic for me because i remember you know being in front of the fireplace or having a bonfire as it started right. to get colder um, and of course you get, you know, once you go through the fall, like Halloween's there and then Thanksgiving is there, it all goes by pretty fast, but yeah, it's a kind of a nostalgic season. I love the 
change in color of the trees and and stuff. And, you know, I lived in Florida, so did you. And it's like this time stands still because you don't get that. (laughs) You don't get that seasonal change. No. And this year, they'll be so weird because you mentioned Halloween, but will there be, like trick or treat, will there be those bonfires because of uh, the COVID thing, too? Yeah. A lot of those traditions might be out the window this year. I think I was reading somewhere that some towns were already considering... Um, I think one of them was reading like postpone it. Well, what are you going to postpone it to? You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at this rate, uh, you're going to just not have it. So it'll be interesting how all tri- that pans out. Christmas trick or treat. <laughs> at yeah. That rate. Well, as long as we're on uh, the seasonal transition, let's uh, recap summer real quick. Cause I know we talked about a couple times on the podcast, but it became official since the last podcast. And that is the hottest summer on record. And people are always kind of surprised, like, hey, it's officially still summer. Meteorological summer is June, July, August. And this is for record-keeping purposes. Uh, As we look over the data, that's traditionally been how we do it. So for consistency's sake, uh, it's June, July, August. It was the hottest on record. And uh, here in central PA, which is measured at HIA, we came in at 77.9. So that's taken the high temperature and the low temperature throughout the month, averaging them out uh, 77.9. And that beat 1966, which was 77.6. So in other words, three-tenths of a degree. We now just lived through the hottest summer on record. And almost to 78. It was almost 78. Almost there. Yeah, it was actually the last day. Ironically, August 31st was this cool, damp day Yeah. <laughs> after the super hot, dry summer. And very, I mean, what was our high that day? 74. I think. 74. And I remember uh, yesterday, we eventually did warm up, but I was driving around at one o'clock in the afternoon and it was it was like 66 degrees. I know. It was crazy <laughs> how, you know, you start like the, the new week and a lot of kids went back to school and it's like, whoa, we flipped the switch from, from summer to fall. Yeah. Um, so putting the, the, the bow on, on summertime, August was also the second warmest on record. Uh, also ranking just behind 2016. So uh, in the recent years, we've had some, some pretty hot summers. If you call it, even last year, 2019 was a hot summer, and uh, we seem to be on that trend. So it's uh, it's good to say goodbye to that one. I was surprised. Oh, then the other thing I counted up, Ed, uh, 40 days, 90 plus. Does wow. that sound right? I had 30 from July and 10 in August. Because um, if you remember, it started off okay, like June wasn't bad, it was plenty of moisture, it was kind of uh, average, and then the second half of June on, it just got crazy hot and stayed that way. Yeah, I mean, imagine, I mean, it, it's just so hard to believe that, uh, imagine a whole month of 90 plus, and we've had the equivalent of that in, in days. Seriously. And Seriously. 10 plus, and maybe more if we get, you know, a, another yeah, little, you, little summer. You can but... get an outlier here in September, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to go to a pretty hard uh, transition to cooler weather, um, but I don't know that that sticks. So a lot of times when we turn cool quickly, then we get mild again, like you know, late September, October. Um, but I think maybe psychologically it's going to feel like we got cold quickly because of the hot summer. You know what I mean? Coming sure. off all these uh, this very hot weather pattern. And then you start getting, like you said, a couple of days in the 60s for highs. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> it's cold when it's actually pretty average, right? Yeah. And, and the other thing, yeah, it's, it's all relative. It's all perspective. And yeah. the other yeah. wild card in there is to see how, how this active hurricane season plays. Right. Because, you know, I back in 2005, I remember, um, or maybe it was 2004, somewhere around there, where we, we got several systems 
And it, that, that didn't happen, though, until September, like mid to late September and October. So that can... Well, as we, as we record this, we're already up to the O names. So we have Nana and Omar, uh, which fortunately, Omar not going to be a factor. Nana headed towards uh, Central America. Um, but it's crazy. We only have six more names on the, on the alphabet list. And then we go into the Greek alphabet. So it could be one of those kind of seasons. And like you said, we're, we're only at the peak of the season right now with lots to go. You know, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Oh, here we go. And here we go. Prediction. Here we go. Okay. I, am, I am willing to bet that we do go into the Greek alphabet because, Ooh. again, I mean, we've never been at O this early before. It's another record for not just N, but also O. Right. Yeah, we've gotten to O, and just it's barely it's we just barely got into September, and we st- we still have the peak, which is ten days away, and the second half of September, and a good chunk of October is historically active. So I, I don't active, see any yeah. reason why we don't slip into the Greek alphabet. So wow, wow, yes. old prediction from uh, meteorologist Ed Russo. Yeah, Ed, what happens after the Greek alphabet? Um, <laughs> if I remember, uh, is it, wait, is I, that, is there something that actually to, happens after the Greek alphabet? I think so. Cause in 2005, they got close and I think it just repeats. Isn't it become like beta beta or alpha alpha? Or, Does it really? I think it's something like that. Oh my. <laughs> I have to look that up. Wow. I, I should, I, I thought it was something like that, but well, that hope, hopefully we, thing. hopefully we don't get there, but <laughs> Let's hope not. Alpha, right? alpha, beta, beta, gamma, gamma. That's going to get confusing. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, but I, you know, uh, if folks don't know, it's uh, the names run on a six-year list. In other words, they rotate every six years, and it's made up by the World Meteorological Organization, which tries to get different uh, ethnic backgrounds, and uh, that's why we had Isaias this year, and some maybe some names that are a little harder to pronounce, but um, you know, they try to take them from different cultures, different parts of the world. Um, but eventually you run out of uh, alphabet. And you yeah, I mean, Isaias was, you know, in, in some places an easy name to say. That's true. Good um, point. Good and point. then for, for other parts of the Atlantic Basin, which covers a whole bunch of different countries, you know, it's, it's harder to say than others. So they always, you know, try to make it uh, the World Meteorological Organization always tries to kind of cover the territory of every kind of name that could be... Uh, a regular name in some area because remember the Atlantic Basin covers Central America all the way up through right. U.S. Wow. and Canada and the Caribbean. All right, so looking forward, we anticipate a continued active hurricane season. Ed says we definitely make it into the uh, the Greek alphabet. So let's talk about predictions moving forward. The next thing would be our first frost, which traditionally is until October. You see any reason to move that up? You know, I, I mean, with these little, we're already getting that seasonal shift evidence of it because of those cooler fronts that we've gotten the past week and a half. Right. Um, so I think it'll get more pronounced as we head deeper into the season. And, and also, whenever you get, you know, a tropical storm or a hurricane that moves up the Atlantic, once mm-hmm. it kind of loses its tropical characteristics and it becomes like a not necessarily a stronger storm in terms of wind, but a bigger storm as it becomes extra tropical. Right. Those, those storms can oftentimes yank down, help yank down some uh-huh. cooler air. I, I mean, you remember Hurricane Sandy. I know that happened in October, but 
I mean, that yanked, that helped yank down some pretty chilly air, and there was uh, some heavy mountain snow in Deep Creek, Maryland, and the Laurel Highlands. Yeah, I was going to so, say, not, not that far away. It was snow, and it was, uh, it was very cold. You're exactly right. Yeah, so oftentimes in the wake of a hurricane as it passes by, you'll notice how crisp and clear the skies yep. are the next day, especially later in the season when it's mm-hmm. passing by a, 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 an autumn air mass that's sitting by just to the northwest. So. And it, it kind of acts uh, to piggyback on that. Sometimes it can almost turn into a nor'easter as far as how yeah. it interacts and, and, like you said, brings in that that's, Yeah, that's kind of what Sandy did. Yep, that's exactly right. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see if that uh, that plays out here as we head into the fall. What's on your mind as you're going to fall? Uh, well, I'm thinking, uh, well, I, I think the worst of the heat is, is most likely over, but I think we could get a couple more, you know, little summer, you know, episodes post frost which i always forget what that what, what's it called after you get summer heat after the first freeze traditionally it's been known as indian summer, yes so yes yes uh, that is a good possibility especially this year because i think you're right i think we're going to get kind of chilly quickly but it doesn't last so you get that right. day or two where you're like whoa whoa that's a little reminder uh but a lot of folks love fall and uh we're looking to forward to hopefully to a, a good fall and uh and we could use a nice stretch of, of some good weather i think a lot of folks are and i and i love summertime but I'm, I'm happy to put this summer behind us with the heat oh yeah i mean just have i mean a good chunk of the summer you couldn't even open the windows right i mean it's not exactly. that it's not like scorching hot out today but it's so humid even though it's what, what is it right now like 78 as of this right as 80, we're talking. Yeah, 80. and it, yep. it feels disgusting because it's just so muggy <laughs> you can't and so you don't even open the windows <laughs> and you're supposed to love all kinds of weather. You're a yeah, weather guy. Yeah, I'm very specific. Uh, a quick note before we go. Ed is a uh, is a accomplished surfer, and the cool thing that Ed did is he got a GoPro. Uh, so you actually posted some pictures of you uh, actually surfing. So how was your surfing this past summer? How did it go? It's no, it's it's been really really good. That, the, the the days I really wait for are the hurricane swell, which we haven't gotten really yet. We've had some. Uh, uh, really the best, the thing I, I want the most is a hurricane sitting out in the middle of the Atlantic that doesn't touch any land, but right. brings some big waves to the East Coast. Very and that happens, so. so I'm hoping we get a few of those in September and October in Jersey are just notorious for getting hurricane right. swell. But we just don't need one hug in the coast because then it's too junky and dangerous to go out anyway. So. And- and if you're listening and you think, you know, the season's running out, no, 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 not for Ed. Ed uh, isn't afraid to don a wetsuit yeah. and do it. Uh, yeah, even the winter, nor- after like a nor'easter blows through, the waves are perfect. So just wear a nice wetsuit, December, January. I've, and that's we, come, that's typically when our biggest waves are. Do you have a heated wetsuit? <laughs> well, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, so the water seeps in and then my body temperature warms the water up from a bone chilling 40 to 80. So it's crazy how once the water seeps in your wetsuit, your body quickly warms it up. And then I that's... understand the principle, and a lot of folks maybe don't. Basically, that's what it does. It, yep. it takes that little layer and, and warms it with your own body heat. But how long can you last at something like that? As efficient as that heating is. Well, uh, you know, I'll tell you, the, the core, your core is always good. I'm always warm at the core. But once you start... You know, even in a wetsuit, when you're in water for a really, really long time, your body temperature does drop. Sure. And your body will first take away um, 
extremities, right? It, yep. It'll take it'll take heat away from the least important parts of your body. So when you're talking about your fingertips, your heart and your lungs and your pancreas and your liver, your core <laughs> organs are more important than your thumb. So yeah. <laughs> your body is going to naturally take it away from those parts of the body, the heat, just so it can keep your core the most important part of your body warm, your head too. So right. that, that, that's why when you're out in the winter, you'll feel like the fingertips like right. get really, they'll start hurting. That's because your body's trying to keep the most important part of your body where all your vital organs are warm. So it has to take heat away from the rest of your body. So your fingertips or your toes are the first time, first often to get really really cold to the point where it stings well there he is uh, yeah. Ed, not afraid of any uh, cold water much less uh, winter time so hey we need to wrap things up but uh, you'll keep us posted if you do do some some cold serving right oh yeah yeah so uh, i'll well I'll, we'll probably do a story on it i'm sure maybe i'll Hello. go up to lake erie because you can surf there too <laughs> that's right that's right well always great to catch up with you my friend yeah you too tom you're listening to it's raining mets <laughs>